The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We appreciate you for the gift of life. For the breath that we breathe. That we are seeing this first day of May in this great year. Lord, we return all the glory to you. We've come to say thank you. We have come to appreciate you. We have come to celebrate you. We have come to lift your name on high. And Lord, we've come to consecrate ourselves afresh to you. Let all the other names fade away. Let every other thing fade away. And we pray that you will take your place in our lives. You will take your place in our midst in this service tonight. Speak your word to us. The word we need for this hour. The word we need for this new month ahead of us. For this season ahead of us. As we wait on you for these three days. Let us hear, and even as we've prayed tonight, let us have divine direction, particularly in the areas of our lives where we need victory manifested. Because we know if you are leading us, if you are guiding us, if you are directing us, if you are ordering our steps, failure will be far from us. So again, we say, have your way in our lives, Lord Jesus. Have your way in our midst tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And the church shouted a louder, Amen. Amen. All right, high five your neighbor to your left or to your right. Please, let's come forward. Except you are a nursing mother, you're doing something at the back. Please just come and occupy the seat in front. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you can hear me clearly. I hope you can hear me clearly. I can hear myself. I just want to be sure you can hear me. Praise God. Uh, May is our month of favor. And we're going to be talking about favor a lot this month. Um, Favor or the grace of God. The believer doesn't lack favor. The believer needs to be taught how to walk in the favor that he has in Christ Jesus. And um, I will tell us right off the bat, a lot depends on our response to the favor that has already been shown to us. I believe we quoted this text, was it on Sunday, Romans 4.16, so then it is of faith, or was it last week? I'm not sure which service now, but I know in my recent teachings we talked about that. So then it's of faith that it might be according to favor or grace. So your response to the favor that God has already shown you is, for the most part, is what determines how much of that favor you're able to enjoy in your day-to-day life. Do you understand that? Hello? Praise God. Um, And a big part of that is your daily walk with God. The the word we use in this church is pursuit. That's what we call our midweek service, our prayer meetings. We call it pursuit. 
<laughs> this came to my heart as I was thinking about this. Please, the service is not the pursuit. Your day-to-day -day work is the pursuit. The service and the prayer meeting is to teach you, empower you, refresh you to have a solid pursuit. So if the only pursuit or pursuing you do is in the service, you have missed it by a country mile. Did you get that? Your pursuit, it's, it's not pursuit as in God is trying to get away from you and you're now chasing God, chasing God, chasing God. You know how we interpret the words that are being said to us? It makes a lot of difference, a lot of difference. It's not pursuit in that sense. It's pursuit in the sense that God has shown me favor. It is available for me to experience, regardless of the challenges that I may be facing in life. However, it's not automatic. Some people try to do Christianity as if it's automatic. It's not. It's not. For one, there's a devil on the scene. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Your Christianity is, doesn't mean the devil has died. So there's a need for an appropriate response in our work with God. And that is what will determine how much of that favor we see manifested in our day-to-day -day life. We don't get the favor when we die and go to heaven. Old time saints used to believe things like that. But thank God, God has now enlightened our spirits. Hallelujah. We now have more revelation. You are not going to get any more blessing from God if you are born again while you are here on earth than when you get to heaven. Because all that is changing is your position. Your status doesn't change after you die and go to heaven. You are still a child of God as much as you are here. Praise the Lord. Now, there may be more manifestation of it in heaven. Most likely, not even may, most likely that would be the case. There's no devil there that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy from you. There are no challenges in the natural that you have to swim through and overcome when you get there. But you have these things now. Hallelujah. Let me hear somebody say, I have favor now. I have blessing now. I have increase now. I have power now. You have them. You got them the moment you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We don't teach believers to get these things. We teach believers that they already have these things. And how to now walk in what you have maximally while you are here. Praise God. What is pursuit? We've thought about this for a long time. Let me refresh somebody's memory on things that we've said in the past that a pursuit is. Because God gave me another revelation for us that I want to share with us as we start this three-day fast and as we go on in our walk with God. It, it's your response. It involves your prayer life. It involves your stewardship. It's your response to God. Your response to what God has done. And you must understand that you need an appropriate response. One of the things we've said in time past is that pursuit is a positioning. 
when, when you are in pursuit of God, and we are talking about the things we, we teach and talk about a lot in church as a response to God's favor, when you fast and pray like we are doing these three days, when you join, you pray as a lifestyle, you come for prayer meetings, you come for teaching services like this, you serve God in one capacity or the other in church, your giving, your worship, it's a positioning, a, a positioning to possess your possession. It is your possession, but you may not have possession of it yet. Remember that text in scriptures, upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob can, shall possess their possession. It's one thing to be the owner of something, it's another thing to be in possession of that thing that you own. A thief can come and steal what is yours, and that's what the Bible calls the devil, is a thief. I don't know whether Amrobas have ever stolen your car before. It has happened to me before. I even, my, my ownership did not change, but my possession changed. So there are many Christians that are not possessing their possession, possession because they are not rightly positioned for it. And they are not rightly positioned for it because they are not in pursuit of God. And they don't know how to pursue it. Again, what pursuit? I'm responding to God's favor. Your pursuit is a positioning. So when you don't pursue, or when you are not in pursuit, or when you don't know how to be in pursuit and do it right, and one of the right things is even this understanding, why am I praying? Why am I fasting? Why am I coming to church for midweek service? Why am I learning? Why am I meditating? Dr. K gave us seven scriptures to meditate on as we pray and fast. This three, this day one. He's going to give us some more tomorrow. He's going to give us next day. Why am I doing that? You are positioning yourself to possess what is yours. You don't do them, or you don't do them as yours, you may not be rightly positioned. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a positioning. And of course, you know when people are out of position, they can't get what is theirs. Pursuit is a press. Apostle Paul talked about, okay, let me, let me just, I will quote, we've taught all this before, but I'll just use scripture so you won't think I'm just thinking. Let me go back to positioning. Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my watch and I will watch to see what he will say to me. There's a place to stand. And then he said, how I will respond when I'm reproved. A position. Many times Christians are out of position. This is part of why we need to be consecrating ourselves. God wants you in Kano, you are in Lagos. You are out of position. And even though you are favored, but because you don't understand positioning, we may not see the manifestation of the favor in your life. That won't be anybody's story here in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a press. Oh, eh, some people think because God has given it to me, that means it will automatically happen. No. Paul said, I forget about the past. I press that I may apprehend that which Christ apprehended me for. If you are not pressing, and if you are not in pursuit, you are not pressing. If you are not pressing, you may not apprehend. Even though it is your property. So when we fast, when we pray, when we study the word, when we meditate on the word, when we come to church, when we serve, when we, we are pursuing, but what we are doing is this, we are pressing to apprehend. 
or to take possession. Number three, I love this one. Pursuit is a preparation. I'm using P's so somebody can remember. And if you have been keeping notes and you have not lost your notes, all this is in your notes. If you wrote them, you kept them. <laughs> a preparation, this is me. Somebody should be preparing for the month ahead and the months ahead. Jotham became mighty, the Bible told us, because he prepared his ways before the Lord. Rehoboam did not, he failed because he did not prepare his heart before the Lord is God. Do you know why students fail exams? Eh? And do you know why the ones that excel, do you know why they excel? Preparation. Some people are not prepared for me. And I'm talking spiritually. Talk less of June, July. And if you are not prepared like Jotham, you can't be mighty. So in pursuit, not only are we positioning ourselves, not only are we pressing, but we are also preparing for what's ahead. How many people believe that God has great and mighty things in store for them? Then you need to be prepared. To go from primary four to primary five, you have to write an exam. To pass the exam, sir, glory be to God. And please hear me and hear me well. Low jam is nothing compared to God's exams. Thank God we already have victory. But God gives us tests. You prepare. That's why these things are important. They are our preparation. You will not miss your divine opportunity in Jesus' name. I love this one. You see, some of the reasons, remember what I'm saying here, we are teaching you the right response to the favor God has shown you. So one of the things we've taught is that pursuit is a profound devotion. Part of the teaching is how you do what you are doing, a profound devotion and dedication. When you read the Bible, you will see that some people's prayer life and their stewardship and their giving, the Bible took time to tell us that the reason why it worked, the kind of things it worked in their life was because they were devoted. By devotion, I mean you are consistent at it. It's not something I do in January, I don't do in February. Inconsistency lies the power. So Luke chapter 2, they told us about Simeon, that he was a devout man, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And God told him that he will not die until he sees the Messiah. And he was an old man, I can't remember the age again. Acts chapter 10, we are told of Cornelius, that he was a devout man. You see, that's what they devotion, devout. That he gave arms and he prayed, Hallelujah. He gave arms generously, and he prayed to God always. It was about the devotion. Devotion also has to do with there is an emotional attachment. It's, it's, it's not just a casual thing. Some people pray casually. Some people's walk with God is too casual. So it's not an appropriate response. It's not that they are not favored, though. But there's no devotion no consistency in their work. Can't stay on certain things with God for six months or six years. And many times, it's that devotion that births the manifestation. Acts 1.14 
talking about the apostles, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Continued is the key word there. They were devoted to it. It wasn't that, ah, we don't feel like doing it today, so we're not going to do it. Oh, it's a public holiday, we're not going to do it. No, that, that's not devotion. Acts 2.42, they continued steadfastly. See, that's how they took over the world, though. The assignment God gave them, the commission God gave them, the things God told them, you see, their response to God was a devotion, commitment to it. And that's how we are to pursue God. Can I hear loud amen? That's how we are to respond to favor. When, when you respond to favor that way, it produces more manifestations and results. When you respond to favor casually, come today, don't come tomorrow, come this month, don't do it next month. It, it may even look as if you don't have any favor. That may not be us. That will not be somebody's story here in Jesus' name. It's a profound devotion and dedication. These things should be seen in our prayer life, in our stewardship, in our giving, in our coming to church, in our meditation of the word, in our prayer and fasting. We should do it profound devotion. How many have I given you? Four. Okay. I think that is enough now for reminder. I've not thought about what pursuit is in a while. That's why I'm going through to it today. Then God gave me one for tonight. Hallelujah. Pursuit is a purposeful investment. Purposeful investment. Investment has been on my heart a lot <laughs> these days. That word has been in my spirit a lot. And I've been thinking about that. God just started dealing with me that, you know, that's how you are to pursue me. You should treat your pursuit as an investment, a purposeful investment. You will get more out of favor when you respond to favor, when your walk with God. See, you can be casual about your walk with God or you can take it as a purposeful investment I'm telling you, if you treat your work with God as a purposeful investment, your pursuit, you will get more. And you see all these, these things are taught all through scriptures. Let me define what I mean by an investment here so we're all on the same, the same page. So I, I wrote it down this way because there are many ways you can define an investment, but this, this will serve our purpose for tonight. A special deposit or down payment today a special deposit or a down payment that you make today, oftentimes with sacrifice. Most purposeful investments, I'm not talking your year investment, I'm talking about something major. You are putting money aside for your retirement 15, 20 years from now. It comes with sacrifice. You can use that money for other things. You are putting money aside because you want to give your children world-class education. You want to build a house in a very, it's sacrifice. You, you can, most people don't do it because of that sacrifice part. 
It's a deposit or a down payment you make today, including yesterday. Oftentimes with sacrifice, that will yield satisfactory returns tomorrow. Glory be to God. Ah, you don't look as if you're enjoying what I'm saying, no. Am I in the right place? Are you sure? Uh -uh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Shout hallelujah if I'm in the right place. Hallelujah. All right. And that is how we are supposed to follow God. That's how we are supposed to pursue God. That's how we are supposed to respond to God's favor. That's how we are supposed to pray as if that prayer is a purposeful investment. Thank God for the instant results and the instant manifestations that we sometimes get in prayer or when we come to church or when we have a meeting. But that's not all to it. Our kingdom and the God we serve is not just about instant time, instant time. Some people want to do God that way. Everything, instant modules. No. <laughs> Thank God for the gratification of instant And there are some instant things God gives us. But many times, it's about making a down payment today. It's, it's not, you see, there's a way you can be consistent in your prayer life. Or this three-day fasting we do at the beginning of every month in this church. And you are consistent at it month after month, month after month, month after month, year after year. You may not necessarily have seen any fantastic manifestation or breakthrough. It may now be the third year that you have been consistent in waiting on God for three days at the beginning of every month, like it's taught in your church. It may not be three years after that, boom, something awesome will just happen. And you, that day, you may, maybe you are also praying, but it's not the prayer of that day that brought the results up. I get what I'm saying. It's the consistent investment you have been making in the place of prayer, in the place of meditating on the word, that brought that manifestation. And you need to start seeing prayer that way. You need to start seeing fasting that way. I am making an investment for my tomorrow. I'm making a down payment. That meal I'm skipping today, those meals I'm skipping for the next three days, that time I'm spending, extra time in prayer and meditation, I'm making an investment. It may not yield anything meaningful for me today, but 10 years later, five years later, I will start to enjoy the benefits. You need to think about prayer that way. You need to think about serving God that way. You need to think about giving to God that way. Your pursuit is a purposeful investment. Matthew 13, 44. Let me establish what I'm saying with scripture, and then we'll get into the main thing I want to close with tonight. Matthew 13, 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is not really a place. It involves a place, heaven, but it's not really about a place. It's about a system. And that means it's about a way of thinking. Or, let me use the word I've been using with force from beginning of the day, a paradigm. A paradigm. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. 
See, when, when you are going to walk with God, and that's what we are saying your pursuit is your walk with God, this will be your paradigm. This will be how you think. Hello, somebody. It's like treasure hidden in a field which a man found, and watch what the man did. He found and hid it, and for joy, he goes and sells all that he has and does what? I would, let me, he invested in that field. I mean, when you're buying a field, you're making an investment. He invested. He, he sold everything. See, it was a purposeful investment. It wasn't an accident. So this thing has a treasure for me. I want it. I'm going to get, and I'm going to invest in it. That's how you do your work with God. Hallelujah. That's how you do prayer. Your prayer life. Look, if you can make this paradigm and start thinking like what I'm sharing with you today and all the other things I've taught you over the years that pursuit is, and start living your life this way, and start seeing your prayer, your stewardship, your giving, as I'm making a purposeful investment, your life will change. I'm telling you the truth. Because that's what it is. See, why does prayer not work for some people? Why does stewardship not work? When I say not work, means they are not seeing the blessings that God promised with it. Many times it's the attitude with which they do it. Or they are not even doing it at all. So there are Christians that don't pray. Don't move too much, they know I'm talking about you. There are Christians that don't fast. And I'm not talking about someone that maybe they are nine months pregnant or they have a medical reason. No, I'm just, it's not just their thing. There are Christians that will not meditate on the word. So there are those that don't do it. There are those that don't do it well. And that's why we teach. So that both the guy that is not doing it, again, don't move too much, the one I'm talking about you, and the one that is not doing it well can learn, hallelujah, and by the grace of God, start doing it and start responding to favor. You've got to see this thing as a press. I'm pressing into something. In other words, it's not, there, there may be resistance, but I'm pressing. Apply some pressure to the way you pray. Apply some pressure to the way you study the word. Hey, two, three months have gone by and I've not had time to study the word. And you are still living. No. Put some pressure. Press. Understand that that's what it is. It's a press. Things will come against you. They will throw you in prison. They will flog you. They will drown you. You press. You get up like what you press. Because that's, it's a press. Satan is not just going to watch and see you walk in the fullness of your inheritance. No. But when you press, you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. Understand this that you are preparing for something bigger and better. I mean, when I'm preparing for jam, I mean, I've started one year ago, but I know something bigger is ahead. That's how you should do prayer. I'm preparing for something bigger. And understand this, you are making an investment. So there may be no yield today. Glory be to God. But if I'm consistent with my investment and I manage my investment well, there are two categories of people that investments don't work for. Number one, those that don't have an investment I mean, the investment cannot work if you don't have it. And those that make bad investments. How many of you have done a business or a deal and you lost money before? <laughs> so, it was an investment, too. am I right? 
But it was what? A bad investment. And how does that apply to spiritual things? Because ideally, there should be no bad investments in the spirit. I mean, there shouldn't be bad prayer. <laughs> but so how does it apply? When you are not, you are doing it all right, but you are not doing it right. And that's why we have, we teach Christians that you can do it right. You can't do it right and it will not work. Can I hear loud amen to that? Amen. And let me say that again. You can't do it right by the help of God, by the grace of God, and it will not work because it is God's kingdom. It was set up by God. Hallelujah. So when you're not seeing the kind of results you want to see, all you need to do is to make an adjustment. Praise God. Look at this investment paradigm, mindset that Apostle Paul had. This is how we are to do these things. Whether it's our prayer or our stewardship or our giving or our fasting, anything that falls into the scope of my walk with God. And I should walk with God with a consciousness or a mentality that I'm, I'm responding to favor. While I was a sinner, Christ died for me. Not that I'm trying to impress God. I'm trying to get something from God. No. Are you getting all that? So when you are responding to favor, this is how you should think. Think like I am making. This is how people in the Bible got amazing results. Some people don't do their work with God like an investment. That's why sometimes the prayer and everything I do doesn't get results. Look at what Apostle Paul said here. Verse 14, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing. How many things are you to do? And put this in the context of what I'm saying. All the kingdom things, your coming to church should be done like this. Your meditating on the word should be done like this. Your praying should be done like this. Your stewardship should be done like this. All things. All things have to do with God's kingdom. That you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Among whom you shine as light in the world. I prophesy over you, you will shine in a dark world in Jesus' name. So it's teaching us how to come into that realization. Because that's God's plan for us, to arise and shine. Darkness may be upon the earth and gross darkness over over the people, but not you and I. Can I hear loud amen? Amen. Among whom you shine as light in the world. Watch, verse 16. Holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. And this is the point. That I have not run in vain or labored. In vain. Those last few words are the points we are talking about here. Whatever it is you are doing, or I'm doing what I'm teaching you, these things I'm teaching you, I'm praying for you, the way I'm praying for you, I'm, I'm, I'm providing this apostolic cover over you, I'm being your pastor and all that, and all the while I'm doing it with this mindset that at the end of the day, all the effort I'm pointing will not be in vain. I have an investment mind. I'm not just praying because I feel like praying. There must be returns from this prayer. Hallelujah. I'm not just writing these scriptures. This prison that I slept last year, 
because of you people, because I'm preaching the gospel, it's not just for sleeping in prison, no. it must not be in vain. That's how we are to do it. That's how we are to do it. It must not be in vain. By this time tomorrow, there must be some harvest from what I'm doing. I can't suffer. I mean, they, 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 they flogged me, drowned me, imprisoned me. Then at the end of the day, nothing to show for it to fiakpa, not me. I mean, that's the attitude. So that I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I have. So in heaven, there I must see the returns of my investments. Now, you don't have to wait to heaven. I hope I've taught you that already. That's how the Old Testament, so we can suffer while we are here on earth. No, as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. While we are here, even when we suffer, we should suffer with an investment mindset. This suffering is a seed. It's an investment. It will yield returns. It won't be in vain. May your suffering never be in vain. May your sacrifices never be in vain. That would talk of an investor. Walk with God with an investment mindset. Make your pursuit a purposeful investment. Mark chapter 4. Back to another kingdom of God parable. Mark 4, let's start reading from verse 26. Is somebody getting something tonight? The believer's problem is not that he doesn't have. There's no believer that doesn't have health. There's no believer that doesn't have money. There's no believer that doesn't have favor. The believer just needs to be taught, and I pray they listen, how they can walk in their health. Somebody shout, I have health. And I'm being taught how to walk in it. Say with me, I have wealth. And I'm being taught how to walk in it. And shout out loud, I have favor. favor. Say this with me, in the month of May, I manifest divine favor on a whole new level. And I'm being taught how to walk in it. Please, this is the main teaching tonight. Do your pursuit, your work with God, with an investment mindset. I'm not going to be coming to church in vain. I won't be coming for midweek service in vain. A time must come. They should be able to distinguish me from the people that don't come for midweek service. And it's not that I have anything against them. But hey, this is an investment. This is an investment. I love something Pastor Noel. Pastor Noel is going to be with us on Saturday for a couple's gig. I love something he used to teach us then. He said, ah, me, God told me I should do full time. And some of the other pastors are doing part-time. Said ah, one of my prayers. At first, I didn't really understand the prayer. But when I'm now thinking as an investor, it makes sense that there is nobody that is doing this thing part-time that will get better results from me that I'm doing it full-time. I mean, I can't be investing one million naira, and you are investing one hundred thousand naira, and your returns are more than mine. Tofiakpa. <laughs> and international people that don't understand Tofiakpa, let the only go help you. You should have that attitude. Many Christians don't do God that way. 
I can't be serving God. And this rascal is not serving God. And we are getting the same results. This is a response to favor. I'm not arguing with God. I know God favors both of us. But that my own response, I know. Love the way Malachi said it. A time will come, God will distinguish between those that serve him and those that don't. Have an invest in your work with God. It shall not be in vain. Paul will say, I will not receive God's grace in vain. Again, watch investments. Are you there? Mark 4.26. The kingdom of God. Remember again, the MO of God. This will be how you should, you should renew your mind to start functioning this way. It's as if a man should scatter seed in the ground. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Should scatter seed in the ground and what should happen? Should sleep by night, rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For, verse 28, the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and after that what? The full grain in the head. But please watch verse 29 very carefully. When the grain ripens, and notice it's a when, not an if. When the grain ripens, immediately, he does, he's not missing in action. It's not like he came two weeks late. It's not like his harvest has been waiting in the field for one year. You know some people, the harvest has been waiting in the field for five years. Because when they were even sowing the seed, they did not sow it with an investment mindset. This guy, the day he threw this seed, they said this thing will yield after 30 days. Instead of counting, no. So, he, he, the Bible said immediately, please, and the Bible doesn't exaggerate. That seed did not last one second. I mean, that harvest did not last one second. He said, immediately he brought out the sequel and did what? Put in the sequel because the harvest has come. He was there expecting the harvest. That's how to do God. You know, some of us, the way we are praying, God doesn't think you are serious, sir. Don't move too much, the one I'm talking about you. I mean, God doesn't think you're serious. I'm telling you as a prophet of God. He doesn't think you're serious because you are praying and you are, there's no expectation of harvest. Your attitude is, ah, this one is, it doesn't know what we're talking about. This guy had an expectation. His sickle was in his hand. <laughs> Glory be to God. See, I learned a lot. God helps me. This helps me a lot. Natural, you know, I keep telling you there, there are natural principles and spiritual principles. So I'm doing some natural investments. I mean, I know what they're going to pay me in April. I know what they're going to pay me in May. Glory be to God. I know what they're going to pay me in March. I know what I'm expecting in 2019. The investment for 15 years, I know. Not, it's not I'm, I'm guessing. My sequel is in my hand. By, I, I was in my dad today. One of his friends that is a landlord called him. Because the guy's tenant lives near my dad. Three tenants have paid. One has not paid. So I, I was just overhearing the conversation. This was this just by the way, but we have somebody. So he said, eh, my dad should go and talk to that guy. Uh, then my dad said, I've already paid. He said, no, the three have paid. It's that guy that has not paid. First of May, the rent was due when, 30 of June. Hey, that, that's what God is talking about. Some people pray. No expectation because they don't have an invested mindset. That's what we are talking about. 
You have to learn how to do this, this, your work with God like this. You should not serve God and not have things to show for it. As you are putting that seed in the ground, this ushering I'm doing, this is what God said. I shall serve the Lord my God. He will bless my bread and water. Your sickle is in the hand for as that bread comes out. <laughs> praise the Lord. You reap it. He called go and tell him. <laughs> I've not heard from him. Because I'm not giving landlord, it's not charity we are doing here. You move into my house, you pay rent. Somebody say pursuit. It's a profound, I mean, it's a purposeful investment. So we, we see this investment concept and principle in teachings all through Bible. Number one is what we just shared here, seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. So Jesus taught, if you go up in that Mark chapter 4, he taught from verse 13. And he said that this is the primary principle of God's kingdom. Remember that. He said if you don't understand this principle, how can you understand any principle in God's kingdom? And I'm telling you, church, one of the dynamics of this seed time and harvest principle is this investment concept. So watch what Jesus said in verse 20. Let me quickly, ah! Let me quickly begin to round up. Anyway, we've prayed a bit at the beginning of the service. Okay. I want us to pray more. We'll, we'll pray more tomorrow. But are you getting this thing? Look, as you are doing these three days, do it with an investment mindset. Don't just be fasting and fasting and fasting and fasting. Every uh, first three days in our church, we fast, and you are fasting and no returns. Oh. That attitude is an attitude of unbelief. And unbelief will rob you of what God has in store for you. So this is what Jesus said, verse 20. These are the ones sown in good ground. I have good news for you, child of God. Your heart is good ground. Yes. Amen. The words that are spoken to you is good ground. Yes. The prayers you pray are falling on good ground. Watch what will happen to good ground. Those that hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. Amen. So you should have this attitude about your prayer life, about your stewardship, about your pursuit. Where is my 30-fold? And you should demand it. Where is my 60-fold? Glory be to God. And where is my 100-fold? If you are not like that, maybe you don't believe. And if you don't believe, go and do something about your faith. Because it's of faith that it might be by favor. Favor must be taken by faith. And you will not have this, where is my 30-fold? Where is my 60-fold? Where is my... If you don't develop an investment consciousness, shouldn't just be serving God. I should, the kingdom of God is 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. And even if you are getting 30-fold, you should get tired of 30-fold because there's something called 60-fold in the kingdom. How many of you will take a 30% return when you can get a 60% return on your investment? Talk to me. Eh? If you will not do that in the natural, why will you do it in the spiritual? I will tell you why. Maybe you don't believe. Maybe there's unbelief. Or ignorance. So you see that investment principle there? There should be 30-fold, 60-fold. You see it, another, that's teachings on seed time and harvest. And you know, you say why the earth remains seed time and harvest will always, always will not cease. 
You see it in teachings on fruitfulness. Luke chapter 13. Jesus told the story about the man that planted a tree. And he said, look at what he said. Luke 13 verse 6. Um, the previous verse said, I've been coming three years now. No return. No fruit. Cut it down. The, the, the farmer said, the, the husband man answered him, let it alone for this year also. Honestly, someone should have this attitude that this year, let's just do this thing for another year. There should be returns. Oh, hallelujah. Am I reading Bible? Am I reading Disney? Oh, I'm reading Bible. I hope it's making sense to you. Because where I'm going is, I think many of us need to change our attitude to our pursuit. You should add this concept to the way you pursue God. I've been planting this thing three years, no fruit. Let's start, let it alone this year. And I will dig around it, I will fertilize it. I'm still going to do something about the investment. If it bears fruit well, if it bears fruit well or good, your investment will bear fruit in Jesus' name. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. And you know Jesus did this. I think there's something wrong with the mic. Can I, let me use the other. Jesus did this. The Bible said Jesus saw a fig tree. He was hungry. He saw leaves. I think you need to tune this. He saw no fruit. He said, no man ever eat fruit from you again. And he left. The following day, Peter said, Master, Master, the fruit you caused has withered to the ground. There's a lot you can learn from that text. But let me, let me tell you a few things that Bible scholars say that all that story means. Because why, why would Jesus cause a tree? Why would he cause a tree? So, the concept is that that tree represented the nation of Israel. Just, there are several concepts apart from this one, but please, for the purpose of what we are teaching today, they had leaves. And for the tree to have leaves, it signified that it should be fruitful. So they had a form of godliness, but denying its power. Let me bring, as I'm saying, I bring it back to us. You know, there are Christians, we come to church, we pray, we fast, but the fruit is not there. And God didn't like that. You are supposed to have fruit. I have invested in you. I should be able to get a fruit to eat. And that he didn't get a fruit to eat, he was angry with it. And that's the attitude we should have. We should be angry when there are no returns. Glory be to God. We should do our pursuit with a returns consciousness. Now, you can take these things to an extreme, extreme and you abuse work with God. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I want you to stay with the concept of what is being taught in the Bible. Are, are you with me today? Glory be to God. Let me give you one more thing we see in the Bible. So we see investment consciousness in teachings in the Bible about seed time and harvest. We see investment consciousness in teachings about fruitfulness. Jesus said, I called you and ordained you to bear fruit. And we saw what he did to a tree that he expected to bear fruit that did not bear fruit. 
I think we should develop that kind of seriousness to our work with God. We see investment consciousness in another Bible teaching, teaching we say in Bible is rewards. Rewards. Second John 1 and verse 8. I've always loved this scripture. And I want to leave it with us again tonight. Look to yourselves. I say this to one and I say this to all. Look to yourselves that we do not lose the things we have worked for. Has anybody worked for God in any capacity here before? Huh? You have served God for years. You have worked for... Raise your hand. Let me, so let's know whether this scripture is applying to you. You can say with any form of confidence that you have worked for God. You may not be perfect, but you have worked for God. Raise your hand up now. Stop doing as if you are the one. He said, look to yourselves that you do not lose those things you've worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. That should be what should be on your mind when you make up, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to give to God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. There should be a full reward at the end of the day. Because our pursuit is a purposeful investment. Purposeful. We should see to it that there's a full reward. We should not serve God for 10 years. And the favor of God will not be evident in my life. No. And I shouldn't wait till year 10 to start thinking that. That should be my mindset. In fact, this is a big part of what I want to teach you. When I want to do investments... I sit down and I ask myself, what is the rate of return? I have a particular percentage I aim for for my investment. If you don't, if it doesn't offer that, I'm not going to, I'm not interested. You can't bring a proposal to me now and you say at the end of the day, you give me 10%. 10%. That's why I don't keep my money in the bank. Until when I need it, or apart from until when I need it, what's 10%? I will look for something better. We'll close with this text, Ruth chapter 2. Rise on your feet. You know the story of Ruth and Naomi and Opa. So their husbands died. Was it Opa went back, Abby, to her family? Ruth stayed with Naomi. I love what Boaz told her. Let's Ruth chapter 2. When he met her, I love this. And this is what I want us to just pray with. And we'll continue with this tomorrow. We'll do a lot more praying in the meetings tomorrow. Say with me, I'm an investor in God's kingdom. I have purposeful investment, consciousness. My prayer is not in vain. My stewardship is not in vain. Everything I do for God is not in vain. Glory be to God. Ruth chapter 2 verse 11. Boaz answered her and said to her, and I feel this is God's word to somebody under the sound of my voice. Particularly if you will catch what we are saying and start embracing this paradigm I'm giving you tonight. It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law. The sacrifice you've made. Ruth could have gone back to her father's house too, like Papa did. It has been reported to me. Glory be to God. All that you have done 
someone here, I feel God saying it has been reported to me all that you have done for God's kingdom. Since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, all the sacrifices you have made and you have become and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Verse 12. The Lord repay your work. Ah, only three people are understanding what we are saying tonight. Too. I said the Lord repay your work. I will say it again. The Lord repay your work. Maybe some people are not saying amen because they don't have any work. So let's address that as well. Have an investment mindset. So work. Invest. Because if you don't, investment doesn't work for two people. People that don't invest and people that don't do good investments. The Lord repay your work. He told her. Oh, you, you left your father's house. You, you have been sacrificing for this woman. Taking care of her as your mother. Going everywhere she goes. The Lord repay your work. Hallelujah. And a full reward be given you by the Lord. Hallelujah. If food will be given by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Glory be to God. Now, apart from the wonderful blessing of that proclamation, please, this is the main thing we are saying. Learn to walk with God with an Look, there will be returns. It may not come today. Amen. It may not come this week. It may not come this month. I, I shared the testimony with you. Um, there was an investment that Pastor Enka told me about that I made five years ago. I've not really gotten anything tangible from that, but this year it has come. And I've shared that kind of testimony with you many times. And when you understand that your work with God is a purposeful investment, how you handle it will matter. Can I hear loud amen? Leave those hands to heaven where you are. Just bless God tonight. And make up your mind these next three days. You are going to make purposeful investments. You're going to make purposeful investments. This fast. You're going to make purposeful investments. I'm not just going to pray anyhow. I'm not just going to meditate on the word anyhow. Make up your mind. I won't just serve God anyhow. I won't just give anyhow. I now understand that I'm making purposeful investments. Purposeful investments. And the Lord will repay. The Lord will repay. Oh, Yagada Brasa. The Lord will bring a 30-fold increase. A 60-fold return. A 100-fold return. Ah, Kalabrekedabasha. Oh, Yangata, Yalabrekedabrosa. Kedabashakata. I'm that tree that brings forth fruit annually. The, the master came and said, I've been looking for fruit every year. That, that's how my life with God is. There's fruit in its season. Fruit in its season. Come on, somebody pray. Pray to God. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.